This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the American Horror Story podcast. We're the officially unofficial podcast for American Horror Story on FX. Of course, we're talking about the final episode of Season 6, Roanoke, Episode 610, Chapter 10. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And what... I move that we put all discussion of the season as a whole to the right, like right before feedback, and okay. we talk about just the episode. That's fine. It was a very polarizing episode, it's, especially and a, within and a, our household. And a polarizing season. What did you think of this episode? Hey, season talk at the end, please. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Fall my own fucking rules. I, you know what? I honestly, my opinions on this episode are wrapped up in my opinions of the season. I thought it was disappointing. Okay. Well, fuck me. We can talk about the season as a whole. Briefly? Yeah. I thought that it was a... I I don't know what the whole point was. I don't Hmm. know what the point was. Like, usually there's a story to tell or an interesting character development or something, but there wasn't. Mm -hmm. We got to see a bunch of people find a house and all die together. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that's it i mean the ghosts themselves didn't get freed or you know the traditional ghost story where they get vindicated post life and they get to move on dimension. right and yeah i think that's why i was disappointed i mean i guess the episode itself was fine you know after we watched it two three times it was um better yeah we had a little bit more time this week because instead like we couldn't uh, you, you had some work commitments that came up and we had the harry, harry potter, potter fantastic and... beast uh, commitments and it just the, the timing didn't work out so we're recording on a saturday early saturday afternoon yes um and the, having that extra day is nice because we could give it an extra watch and we could do a little bit more research um i found myself i, I think the season's up and down and all over the place like every season american horror store i've ever seen um, I will say that this is the the season that scared me personally the most. I had the most scares where I actually had yes. a physiological response. And I think that's significant. I, I like that. That's one of the reasons I watch horror shit is to feel that kind of primitive lizard brain fight or flight response. Yeah, and I will say after watching all the seasons that this is the only one that just went all gore horror. Right. And jump scares especially too. Right. And it had some real creepy things, too. Like, there's a couple of things that made, like, the hair on the back of my hand, he- head stand up. Yeah. And you, or neck. Yeah, you can find those in all the seasons. Um, but some... but I, I, I hate the fact that they got away from the really awesome credit sequence. Yeah. Um, I also thought the characters were even more hard to kind of, like, identify with. And Ryan Murphy was aggressively characterizing them in ways that made us not want to like them that mm-hmm. made this finale not pay off. And I don't think that any of that shit actually worked. Like the 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 last 10 minutes of this movie or the, of this episode I thought were just whatever. But I actually really had a lot of fun with the meta 
like them skewering fan panels at uh, uh you know fan expositions and them skewering like the way the media covers things and skewering the Lana Winters Barbara Walters kind of like puff piece mm-hmm. and you know faux aggressive journalism I thought that stuff was all really and I'm not I don't have any affection for the Laura, Lana Winters character because I never saw that still suck it taste it i haven't seen it yet the yeah. first two the two seasons of american horror story so i just thought that was just really campy campy and fun um and then the ghost hunter bros at the end i thought like you know those all like seemed like they had it coming so um and also just like i i was impressed by the way they kept on like piling on like little easter eggs and fan appearances or not fan appearances um you know actors from other seasons appearances like some people are like you know, geez, why even have Evan Peters ghost? And I'm like, why not? It's Evan Peters. Like, I think he's a fucking screaming and he's like the worst part of freaks, but he's a part of American horror story. And people Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, at some level respect Ryan Murphy's, even though he's not giving the people what they want at all, he's still kind of giving some of the people what they want in it in every episode. Rather than saying, like, okay, 75% of fans I want to make happy, he tries to make everyone happy a little bit at a time. Which right. ends up making no one happy. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a weird little community, right? You know, like, everyone's always up in arms about something. Someone's always saying it's their best season, it's yeah. the worst season. Uh, and there's a point that was made there in the feedback that I'm going to talk about at the very end. But... Uh, at the end of the day, I had a lot of fun at the season. I thought some of it was hilarious. I didn't care. Like my personal nadir was all the torture porn stuff, but the, this this did have more genuine scares. And the big thing that I'll always be pissed about is even with the like like they had some of the best teasers, some of the best creepiest visual imagery teasers for this season, mm-hmm. and the fact that they couldn't stitch it together into some kind of credit sequence pisses me off. Well, only one of those teasers actually applied to this episode or the season. Which one? The teeth? Yeah, the teeth. Yeah, because the there was no spider uh, horror. Chime. Well, I mean, I guess the chins are kind of spider based. No, no. The yeah. teeth is the only one. Okay. Confirmed that apl- that applied. All right. Rob, via I'm, I'm via the-, the people who produced the show. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then. I mean, you can make connections all day long to creepy stuff. I'm just letting sure, you know. Sure, sure. Well, I'm just saying that, like, that's the thing, because that, to me, that's American Horror Story. American Horror Story is a part of the visceral experience of watching American Horror is watching uh, 60 seconds of creepy shit with the, you know, beat behind it. And I didn't get that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't get the buzzsaw starting up sound. I didn't get any of that that cool stuff. I didn't didn't get the bass drop. I didn't get nothing. And that will always be a disappointment to me. Uh, shall we talk about the episode? Yes. Uh, we've talked about our feelings about everything and fuck the format. Fuck the police. We'll still have fuck po- the ghosts we'll still at Roanoke. Have, uh, season wrap-up thoughts at the end of this. Okay. Uh, so, chapter 10. Uh, we start with Paley Fest, where the announcer is saying, their nightmare was our dream. And this devolves into essentially every fan panel Wait, ever. Yeah. And they... Like and and I've I've hosted these things. I've been in the I've been in all sides of these experiences. Yeah. And if you don't have a strong moderator, uh, it turns into. I a saw shit this show. happen once. Yeah. it was a it was a interview between Andrew Lincoln and Daryl Dixon. And the first person who says, "Can I have a hug?" Every single goddamn person that comes up to the microphone is going to ask, and they and they do it. And here's the problem: because they don't know how to cut it off. Here's the problem: because I've been on both sides of this, like. 
it means so much for fans to be able to meet the people that they and and like that had a like personal experiences with and thank them and have that kind of intimate experience like that means the world to people right but when you have two thousand people in a room and twelve people are getting the hugs and everybody else is sitting there like Jesus fucking Christ like this is this is crazy I'm not getting anything out. Um, it's it turns into a shit show, and I don't know how to fix that. Like, ideally, the stars would make themselves available for the personal interactions after the pan, but I but a lot of should... times they don't and they can't, and there's restrictions and contract things. And yeah, I think you should have someone up there at the microphone when mm-hmm. you know everyone's waiting in line. Say, please don't ask for hugs. If you have a gift, please don't offer it. You know, things like that to keep it moving, keep the questions going. But what do you do with and the... If it, and if it does happen anyway, then it's at least you put some sort of firewall in No, place. I agree. The, the moderator has to serve the majority of the fans there, which means that you you got to ask insightful questions and you got to make sure that, like, if a, a fan asks a dumb question, and, and they do, they always fucking do. They ask the worst questions possible that, that is as easy that you can look up that's been answered before, they're... You know, like, don't ask them about hints for the next season. Don't ask them about which weapon. It's like, can you give us a hint about what weapon you're going to use to bust a zombie set up? Like, that stuff is just dumb. Don't do it. They, but, I mean, yeah, the the moderators get a list ahead of time. Here's what you can and cannot ask right. about. I'm just saying, that, like, these, a lot of times these things are not, you know, the, the things I guess the fansies understand is they're not really, they, these things require you to exist, but they also are not really set up to service you. No, not you personally. Yeah, and it's a weird tension, and I don't know what to do it. You know, like I, I like the way that the Gabe and Tycho or Penny Arcade do it. Like they have these big Q and A things where, you know, it's it's a show for the audience, but then they also literally spend hours at their booth for free. And if you want to wait in line, you can have whatever interaction you want with them, like yeah. within moral and ethical legal restraints. But, um. You know what I mean? They do pictures and hugs and pictures all that and shit. hugs, and you can give them gifts and all. That. And they've they've consciously started like and all now like in the last few years to ward off the stupid questions. People have to pr- submit the questions in advance, so then they're hand curated. So it's always the most interesting or funny stuff, and that that's all that's makes idea. it a better show. But I know there's some Just fans that are bummed audience- that they can't have that organic get up and like I made this quilt for you based on this one thing you said and and. I want you to have it. And that stuff's all super cool, but... Right, but I... Yeah. I know that's what I'm saying. Like, there needs... The, the problem most of these shows, and it's probably partly to blame because of the agents, partly to blame because of people running it and the moderators, partly to blame because of the stars themselves, they just don't allow people to have the wide spectrum of experiences. It's like, you have to cram everything you ever want to say to Andrew Lincoln in your one minute in the spotlight on the microphone. If you want a hug, then goddamn, you need to get a hug. And if you want him... You want to give him your your handmade leather holster for his Colt Python, like, you know. What did you do to Andrew Lincoln when you met him? I I did my shitty I did my <laughs> shitty Rick Grimes impression to him. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So I mean I get it. It's that's what I'm saying. Like I've been and I I'm also achieved the the lowest rung of celebrity where people come to see me at things. Yeah, and they want you know like an autograph or they want a post and I'm like I, that's all cool with me and like, but like imagine that scaling to like someone as famous as Andrew Lincoln or Tom Cruise. It's yeah. like yeah, I just can't relate. I don't get starstruck. I, I don't, don't either. I don't want to hug anyone ever. I don't want anyone to ever touch me. 
<laughs> like, don't and I also wrong. don't want to spend my time making things for people I don't know. Right. So I just can't relate to any of this fan experience besides just wanting desperately to say thank you for being so good and, and that's making the my thing. life like, so I've, great. I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of experiences with people that I respect, like you know Peyton Manning and Chad Coleman and Andrew Lincoln and. Uh, you know, just just tons of people where I've able to sit, like, shake their hand and just say, "I really big fan of your work," or even better yet, have a conversation about, and like, you know, I don't have any trophies from that except for Chad Coleman. He and he's he, that was his idea because they yeah said, he absolutely did. They're like no one's photographs are not allowed, so I didn't even think we to were ask. standing there, and he sees me standing there, and he's like, "Hey, you want to take a picture?" Because of I had us? I had I had a long conversation with him, and we talked about the wire and the Walking Dead, and, and I'm super and... glad because he was wearing the best shirt I've ever seen. Totally hashtag swag. And if anyone's not seen it, um, we should get back on point to that. Yeah, episode. like we just started talking uh, about everything wrong with like right. fandom and conventions this, and expos. Speaking and... of celebrities, the two people who are hosting this convention. This Paley Fest um, panel are Trixie Mattel, who is a RuPaul's Drag Race star. Okay, because I had said that she's like kind of like RuPaul, only not. And Edward Hansen, who is oh my god, <laughs> you're what? so adorable. What you 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 just described a very very unique drag queen as RuPaul, but not. Um, and Edward Hansen, I guess they host like a U- YouTube after show hashtag after show for right. american horror story hate so him already th- so they're already <laughs> you know getting that super meta fan experience of being fans that host a youtube show that ryan murphy brought in to play people who were mm-hmm. monitoring this panel it's interesting yeah anyway but so yeah i, I feel like um uh anyway we we, we talked about the stuff and like also how weird it is. I thought it was interesting that like you've got people that were survivors of the original trauma and there's people with pig heads on and they got bloody cleavers and like that is just I'm trying to think of like Matt seemed like the most grounded of all of them although he's a witch he's a bear witch fucker. In which universe do they ever bring the real life people? In the universe where they cut fat checks for appearance fees and they're broke and they don't have any money and they need to make it like I I mean I think you can you can get people there. Sure but I'm just saying that that I've never seen that happen. Oh that's the really bum thing. The, The biggest bummer of all these things is when a star agrees to be there for some astronomical fee because they don't want to be there and then that fee is hit and they're there and they're hating every minute of it. Yeah. Like that's like the worst for everybody involved. Um, yeah, but on the other hand, you know, like sometimes these—I imagine a lot of these stars are like they're not. Not everybody is like the Rory type or the uh, what? What was Cuba Gooden Jr. playing? What Dominic. Was not everybody's the Dominic type, or they want to just jump out and crowd surf. You know, I imagine there's like a lot of uh, famous actors who like like Harrison Ford. I don't think he likes the limelight one little bit. Yeah, and like he's very uncomfortable, but he's also the mega star. So what do you do? You know. I wonder why those kinds of people even get into... He lives in Montana into... on a ranch where he just has thousands of miles between him and everybody else. I wonder but... why these people even get into entertainment. Like Harrison Ford was like a fucking carpenter on set and or he like, got drafted, essentially. Or like celebrities who talk... And he's so talk... damn magnetic. Or like celebrities who talk about their anxiety or this or that or their in- introversion. Mm. Like, I, I don't know that I'm buying it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, there's the fan art where this one, um, fan 
who seems to have a British accent, as gave a, a Lee a charcoal drawing of She's her. Terrible, Flora. terrible accent. The worst accent I've ever heard. I heard. Didn't you say she was from Australia though? Which might explain why. Why doesn't she just do an Australian accent? Why is it? Why well, is what it if important? That is her? Like, I, I it's mean, it's not okay. Why is it important that she do a London accent when she could just do an Australian accent or whatever your natural accent is? Good, good question. Like, why does Audrey need to be English? I wonder how much Ryan Murphy Hers just lets, as bad. just just like, hey, here's the character, and then um, Sarah Paulson's like, you know what would be super fun, Murphy? I want to play this person as a London like socialite. And he is hating himself because he be let like Kathy Bay Spice. get away with Old Bay. I know. I, he's on board. He's so on board. He's cackling. And, <laughs> oh, my God. Do it, Sarah. Um, I think, yeah. I think he's fully on board. Okay. Uh, so then we then cut to the art fan on her YouTube, which was hilariously entitled her channel's called MRW, My Reaction When Lee Harris Is Wronged. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. And she's like, I don't know. The second series, like everyone's everyone loves the first series, but the second series seems exploitive and I know it was even more popular, which, you know, apparently the three days where everyone got killed was packaged up and put on air. But there's there and it was more popular than ever. But there's a lot of fans saying that it was exploitative and did those were the deaths really real and now Lee's on trial for murder. Question did you find it implausible that there would be all these murders on camera and, you know, you'd think certificates of death for people and people that are actually missing? Do you think there would be this much controversy on whether it was real or not? No. Well, I mean, yes. This is, this is America, a country where a lot of people believe that Barack 9/11. Obama is a Muslim, is, is a Muslim Kenyan uh, That's not even the worst example. Agent. People believe that 9-11 inside was an inside job. job. That we faked the moon landing. Exactly. Like, there's so, going to be a... Yes. There's, I, but I don't people know how believe big. that Sandy Hook was a hoax. I'm, but I don't. I never know how many people really believe that. And is it enough to like you could? Well, here's the thing. This is this is an incident that was mostly isolated, so you didn't have witnesses. You didn't have people around. You didn't need those. And, and um, it's a TV show, is, so there's no real stakes. So why wouldn't what do they people call believe crisis actors? Uh, you didn't yes. even need any of those. All you have to do is say, "Hey, there's some found footage." Right. It's like me trying to convince well, you that paranormal activity really happened. Remember when Blair Witch came out for like a week or two, there was intense debate amongst people about that being real. And I thought I was losing my mind. I think I was in high school at the time. But I'm like, Jesus Christ, how can you right. possibly believe they found footage of people dying in the woods? And then and released it for it. wide release. Yeah. Right. In a movie theater. Right. It's weird, though, because the lines are getting blurrier because you can go on a lot of different Reddit sites. There's literally a, like an R slash watch people die and just dozens of people dying and security footage essentially every day. And it's like, Jesus Christ. So, like, when we were growing up, the faces of death, death shit was largely faked. Um, but now it's like you can get faces of death all day, every day, right to the comfort of your couch. And what is that doing to society? I don't know. I'm an old person saying, get off my lawn. Um, but then they cut from that YouTube thing to leave leave Brittany alone to apparently the Polk. Uh, what's his, what was his name? Lot Polk. Yeah. Is got his YouTube channel, which I w- didn't check his screen name. It's probably hilarious. Um, Rebel Yell 69. And he is swearing revenge, and he's got an assault rifle, and he says he's going to get justice for his family. And he only had 14 views. So <laughs> now I, said, I thought that was interesting, too, because we've seen in the last year, maybe two years ago, there was like this 
former pickup artist slash men's rights activist slash crazy person that um, shot up a bunch of people in his... Oh, yeah, that kid, the, the yeah, film director's because, because women wouldn't love him and have sex with him, essentially. Yeah, he shot up a sorority because the girls wouldn't date him. And he, did, he had a lot of stuff on his website that's kind of like this. So I thought this is... I, and I think in the next few years we're going to see a lot of this where people go off and do something terrible and it's going to be documented on youtube for but but there's so much shit that it's not going to get a lot of attention i i feel like that this is very not only ripped from the headlines but something we're going to be putting up with a lot going forward unfortunately until we you know i think the way to to solve this is and i I feel like that this is the way a lot of think places in europe cover it but like just the media needs to get together and says when someone does something terrible like this, we're not going to mention their name. We're not going to show their picture. We're not going to talk about their tragic backstory. It's just going to be, we're going to treat it like a fucking tornado. Yeah. And because I feel like there's a lot, you know, this isn't a controversial statement. A lot of people think this, but um, glamorizing, giving those people their moments in the sun kind of inspires the next generation. Right. If you're a disaffected person, you're like, I want to show everybody and I want everyone to know exactly why they were wrong and why, like, okay, the media will fucking blast it for days, if not weeks. Like, we got to stop doing that, man. Mm -hmm. Because I just don't give a shit. I don't, I, you know, we can still have the debates about gun control and what we do about mental illness in the country, but I I don't give a shit about the particulars anymore. It seems like counterproductive. Right. God damn, it's getting preachy. You do do a podcast on American Horror Story (laughs) on a Saturday afternoon, you get preachy. (laughs) Preachy and opinionated. Uh, then we keep, and again, I delighted by all this. There is a show uh, called Cracked, where it's, it's this just like the actual snow on oxygen or show on oxygen called Snapped. Yeah, about like you know, this, this... it's about women who lost it and killed their spouse and family. Right, and and also there's a lot of send up of like a lot of the true crime stuff where you've got the smug prosecutor saying that they knew they were guilty even when they didn't really you know interestingly enough um imdb has matt bomer listed as the host of this show he's uh lady gaga's love interest from last season yeah, right? From interesting Hotel. interesting yeah. that's a nice little little touch and you've also got the jury saying like you know she was smoking that crazy polk weed that has hallucinogens and she was bu- can it, I just say that people who smoke weed generally don't also want to be smoking PCP at the same right, time? Right. That's the most hard the to believe pulse. thing about this episode. But but as they were going through this as they were going through this I started like buying into it like she was on several different drugs. She was being tortured. She was trying to figure out how to go free like So you believe she's innocent too? No, because I no, because I actually had the benefit of seeing all this happen. But I right. But the thing that these people are watching on videotape is the exact same thing that we saw happen. What's different? Well, because we know that ghosts were real. Okay. And I mean, I guess that's like I'm just saying that like I'm not sure if it's reasonable doubt, and I don't know. I I definitely think it's stupid that she got off like when not even had to do some psychiatric work because if you believe that she snapped or cracked this hard, then she needs some professional help and probably medication to be safe to be released back into the general population if that ever happens. Right, or to ever, ever, ever have a hope of seeing her daughter again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in fact, yeah, so, but anyway, whatever. Um, they also, then they had the prosecutor coming back and getting her for her taped confession, 
And they, they here's a strong case that she had the tape confession, which may or may not have been under duress, but they also had Matt security cameras showing that she was gone and had no alibi for the time for when Mason was killed. Then something we didn't know, which was a phone record. They had an eight, six minute long phone record around the time that he died where they're saying, well, she made contact and arranged a meeting. Um, and then Flora, who was out hiding in the woods with Priscilla this whole time, apparently saw the whole thing, saw the confrontation, the fight from start. And she's the, she's the prosecutor's star witness. And, I just couldn't believe that then Lee's lawyer essentially accused her of being crazy and lying and the ghosts weren't real, which is cynical as hell from Lee's standpoint. Because, you know, as Lana, Lana Winters later says, like, you've made the half the nation think that your daughter is a liar and a crazy person. True. So I'm I'm saying, like, I thought all this was ridiculous, but also some of it even penetrated, like, oh, wow, this is... Um, this is some interesting shit that they're they're pulling too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why that's relevant. I mean, she's a little girl who saw experienced a trauma and started to imagine things. I don't know that anyone's gonna hold. Well, they are probably gonna hold that against her for the rest of her life. But what I'm saying is like this as is the same woman who went back to a house where she experienced actual scary, crazy, dangerous right. circumstances just to prove her innocence. So yeah, she's more interested in being found innocent than she is about any of the people or consequences of her actions. It's just funny that, like, there again, that seems like Ryan Murphy's hell-bent in making me think that Lee is a shitty mother. And there's she a line is. even there where the direct, the the lawyer's like, this might indict Lee as a mother, but not as a murderer, which I guess I kind of believe. I'm just saying that it's one thing when you're constructing defenses against people that you don't care one way or another. It's like, you know, everything goes in love and war when you're tra- fighting for your freedom. But when it's your own fucking traumatized daughter that you're heaping further trauma and scorn onto, like, if you're convincing me that Lee's a complete piece of shit, then mission accomplished. Right. But when she goes for the face turn at the end, then fuck you, Murphy. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, so we find out that there was 16 days of deliberation. Which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, and Is that, the, I didn't even know that was legal. I thought after a certain amount of time that oh they no. had to. Don't remember? Don't you remember the OJ oh, sent? They were there months. for fucking ever. Yeah. Now, not that wasn't deliberations. I don't remember how long the deliberations were, but sixteen days seem for just deliberations a long fucking time. Uh, but that could be, you know, I think a lot of this was Ryan Murphy having fun with the American Crime Story stuff that he did. Yes, which if I mean I. I don't know how much of this is like I enjoyed the hell out of that series and I appreciated the kind of pokes at that probably much more successful thing that he did. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't have that kind of affection for that, maybe it would fall flat. So I don't know. But I I, I ate all this shit up. Um, so now we get to the Lana Winters parts. And I think this was so good. This this Barbara Walters send up and she came out of retirement and she's got yes. this very so Very if precise you, way of talking and if you have also not seen season two asylum which i haven't uh this is the reporter the investigative journalist who went undercover in the Briarcliff um insane asylum and uh came out at the end mm-hmm. lana winters right in in and all wrapped up with bloody face which i also don't understand the reference but i understand it's an asylum thing yeah it's too complicated to explain. 
Um, I loved the big flowery Laura Winters or Lana Winters font logo against all the historical. Hey, she's got an intro. That's true. I got multiple intros, just not the one I wanted. There was like six intros in this one. It wasn't until the end of the story that I realized that they that there were so many different TV shows. Not once, except for a couple minutes at the end of this episode, have we been off camera for any of these things there's some yeah. there's some camera shots that right. i that are questionable oh, sure, yes sure but um I, honestly, but honestly i have to give props to ryan murphy because that's well the, the only time i felt really conceited is when they had the stars with the cell phones that were only cameras like that shit there was an episode there where i like, get the fuck but honestly as big of shit show it could be if only one episode out of nine was really or out of ten was really glaringly bad for that very limited reason. I thought they did a pretty good job with the conceit. Um, but th- so uh, the other question I had is like these these images of the younger Lana Winters or were those from the, that season? Ah, okay, cool, cool. So I mean, she 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 asked this disarming question about how are you, and I just thought all of this stuff was just felt like a heightened version of these kind of got you interviews. And then at the yes. end of it, you find out that it's a gotcha interview. Yeah. Like I'll say something to your daughter. And then now where is she? Because we know you've abducted her. She just went missing from her home an hour ago. Where is she? And of course, Lee flips out and storms off the set and decides she's got to go find her. Almost um, storms off the set. Oh, almost between until a Polk guy. Uh, the, the last surviving member of the Polk family crashes through, says he's going to dispense justice. Lana spends like a good five minutes in a monologue where she's talking about how you don't want to do this. The the trite way that the hero gets the villain to put down the gun and realize they're a bad person. And at the end of it, he gets a thoughtful look on his face and just smashes her in the, in the melon with the butt of his rifle, which I yeah. thought was hilarious. Very funny. Um, he said she talks too much. She talks too much, and then the cops come in and give him a technical difficulty to deal with. So the Polks, who up until this episode I thought that because Ryan is saying I'm building, Ryan Murphy said I'm building something towards the future with this episode. I thought that the po- that he's saving the Polks for future episodes. Well, there are still still two Polk kids out there. Oh, the feral that children. got taken away. Fuck, you're right. And yeah. also, they could go back in time to see like the origins of the Polk clan. Yeah, Ryan Murphy can do whatever he wants. Just go back in time. He's a madman. No one will <laughs> stop him. Uh, so then we have the November 18th episode of Spirit Chasers, where these dumb fucks, Bob and Dave, uh, along with Amy, uh, Andrea's short-lived sister from season one of The yep. Walking Dead, uh, join up with Ashley Gilbert, who played Cricket on the American Horror Story, or I'm sorry, on Roanoke Nightmare. Yep. And this stuff again is just so good. These guys are like, oh, you know, no one's been uh, um, allowed filming permits, and we see that they put up a big steel fence around the house because people have gone in and vandalized it and done all kinds of crazy shit. It's turned into, well, I was about to do a Breaking Bad spoiler, and it's been a few years, but I'm still way yeah. low with that. I like how Ryan Murphy decided to make this guy's actor or this guy's actor real name ashley gilbert Mm -hmm. when this actor's real name is leslie jordan Mm. very similar to having a right what do you call it androgynous first name and it's funny because i looked a a first name for a last name i looked up ashley gilbert and i guess that's the name of a fairly famous victoria's secrets model oh did you accidentally look that up i did (laughs) i didn't expect to have a whole bunch of scantily clad but you enjoyed it anyway you know uh, uh, Victoria's Secrets hasn't done much 
to, for me since uh, I discovered porn on the internet. There's that's Kardashians the, the mo- modeling for them now, so that really reinvigorate your interest. Oh well, yeah, I'm all about those car. I'm all about the Kardashians. Uh, so and I love when when Cricket or Ashley gets there and he's just like, "Y'all ready to catch some ghosts?" Oh God, he's so. Cute. I love him. Uh, was, I got him back, and I got Russell Edgington this episode. So just a little bit. Just, just maybe it wasn't to, so unsatisfactory after all. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he made it very clear that Sydney didn't ask him back. But then it's funny because he starts to be like outraged as an actor. But he's like, but in the end, that was it turns out fortunate, <laughs> a good career move to not get invited back. Uh, and they do just a bunch of stupid ghost hunter shit. They've got the cameras set up and the infrared cameras set up and the like all the, these real life ghost hunter things are a hoot. I think mm-hmm. it's just it's grown ass people scaring themselves in the dark. Yeah, it's so fun and and committing to film for whatever reason. Um, so then Lee, which would be the ultimate for one of these shows, the person it's about shows up randomly in the middle of the night, and they're of course like, "Oh my god, this is ratings gold." I thought for a second that she was repossessed, but I did too. Now I'm starting to think that her previous witch possession makes her invulnerable from the murders this episode, until you know Priscilla kills her well, by choice. Yeah, like so. Was there some bad blood between the butcher lady and and the the witch? Because that would be a great thing for them to have explored this season. Because it does seem like the 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 witch more than anything should, like held out the way for you to achieve vengeance on your enemies. Right. Like, what was her ultimate design on Matt? Yeah. Um. Why was there blood bad blood between her and the butcher? Unless she doesn't have any attachment to these women that she's using, mm-hmm. she's just using them to. You know, spread the message or, or whatever. Or she could be like a like a Loki type figure that who's just in it for the lulls, essentially. Yeah. Like I'm just going to be the spoiler. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but there's yeah, there there's a lot left of that character that I don't fucking understand. Um, and Lee's essentially saying the whole time, like you guys are fucking stupid for being here, and she's rightfully so, and this house is going to rip that frat boy smile off your face. And I was thinking, at what point would you, as a rational person? in this particular circumstance, get so caught up with how sincere this person is being and the history of this place. You're like, you know what? I might not believe in ghosts literally, but maybe it's not such a great idea for me to be here right now. And you asked me that question while we were watching it. At the same time, you could see the infrared camera with the cold chin climbing Picking on the wall. Picking up the chin spider. And yeah. I was like, it's then. Yeah, That's the yeah. time. There's nothing on that wall. I can see it goes, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, I think, you know, after the first, second, th- maybe the third door slam where I'm like, all right, that's not wind. There's something going on. This person who's seen death multiple times is telling me to go. And she showed up out of the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, I think that I would be out. So then Amy, Andrea's sister from The Walking Dead, comes down and says, you guys, I recorded some weird voices on the camera. Then at the literally the same time, doors start slamming. Pigman appears. Ashley goes up and screams, Croatoan in his face. And I'm like, well, that's pretty fucking smart. But it didn't work. No. So we have... No answers to that. Because there's the thing, like, presumably all the season one stuff was built on the real live testimony of the survivors. I'm starting to think that... They juice a lot of stuff up and just make it sexy for television? Exactly. Uh, I mean, the witch was sexy, the butcher was sexy. I mean, compared to their actual versions of themselves. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I definitely. It just makes me wonder, like, what was the real interactions with them and Mott? What was the real interactions between them and like, like, what stuff? What what did things really? What things were real in that first season? But we're not going to get those answers ever. I mean, they probably ran into the underground tunnel and they were like, oh, my God, there's this crazy ghost that's got this powdered wig. Did he just but like, was he stand off? Did they have TV a conversation show? at all? Was this like, I don't know. Nah. Uh, so anyway, um, the the everyone shows up at this point. The chin girl comes down on like a spider and grabs the, the pork ear of the hosts. Uh, <laughs> the nurses uh, manifest and start... Um, uh, chasing down the more frat boy looking of it. The spirit chasers are now running. The butcher kills Andrea's sister. A hail of arrows kills the last chaser that's and surviving and a cameraman and, t- and a bunch of cops. Um, and now we have a Roanoke hostage situation. And now Again, Ryan Murphy who doing... summoned the police. Good question. <laughs> Yet again, the police are there right in time for what? Yeah, like who would have called them? And, like, who would have called 911 in their circumstance? The Chins. Lee? Why would Lee do that? She wouldn't. Yeah. The Chins. You can still make your ghost fingers call 911. <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's, like, motion detectors in the house or they have the, the fence wired for... I, but, but whatever. Um, there's now a Roanoke hostage situation and Ryan Murphy gets to stage a live-action television event. Um, and we have William Van Henderson getting opinion because apparently they're calling anyone and everyone who's ever spoken to the cast and crew. And this is Russell Edgington. He's got the best names on, t- on all William of these Van shows. Henderson and his, the thing he took away from meeting Lee briefly is that she wears Shalimar. <laughs> uh, and also, he wants it on the record that he was asked to come back to Roanoke. He's got two. the email chain. He's got the email chain. He just, you know, presciently decided not to. Uh, then they cut to National Treasure Lana Winters, and he says, "It looks like you're at home resting comfortably." And she's like, "Yes, indeed." <laughs> and I just thought, I this stuff is so intentionally fucking funny. I don't know how you don't like it, but people don't. Um, and she she goes on this opinion that the, I understand Lee because we are two women who trouble seems to walk beside and we're both capable of singular thought. It, we're like a dog with a bone. It, the things we latch onto become our destiny and we have to see it through. And that's what Lee is like with her daughter. So I don't give a shit about Lana Winters enough for her to allow – Ryan Murphy to recontextualize what I think of Lee in a 30 second monologue. No, I I think that I think that's the joke here is that during the actual television interview, Lee draws a comparison between herself and Lana and Lana rejects that. And now that there's a different kind of story to tell, she's accepting and embracing Mm -hmm. that idea. Mm hmm. Uh, so let's move on to Lee and Flora upstairs, and she's trying to start small conversation with Flora, and Flora's not really having it. Um, and she talks about she notices that uh, Flora is drawing in the dust a picture of her and Priscilla in the woods, and she makes a, a really smart analogy about parenting with drawing and how like in your head your drawing always looks flawless and it's exactly like the dog or bunny rabbit you're trying to draw and then when you actually get into practice it gets distorted and that's like you know when you have a newborn baby you're like ah this is going to be the perfect child and i'm going to be the perfect parent and Mm -hmm. that shit don't last usually through the the hospital stay so this is and i liked i like that that's a nice moment if i gave a shit about lee and or flora it might have actually got to my shriveled black heart 
But alas, <laughs> it did not. Um, and she comes, and I also I love how she spins like this three minute Hallmark moment with, and Floor comes back with, "You killed Daddy. I saw you." And I'm like, "Yep, that's pretty much the problem. This is the rock and a hard place you put yourself with this character's Murphy." And she says, I want to stay here, and she refuses to leave, and Lee starts warming up to the idea that maybe you should leave because you need a chance to live a full life, but I will stay and be Priscilla's mommy, and you can come visit us, just not during the blood moon, because God knows we don't need another season of this, Mm -hmm. but, you know, maybe one day you'll learn to forgive I mean, that... I can see a season where they just choked up a little bit on how much of a monster Lee was in the early goings and 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 making her like arguably the villain of last episode. Right. I and mean, this I th- really works. Mm-hmm. Like it's more of a tragic circumstance that her her daughter hates her for no reason. Maybe her father turned her against her, her grandparents or something. But like, great idea. Just the execution was betrayed by everything that came before. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and then Flora's like, well, let's ask Priscilla what she thinks. I'm like, okay, let's ask the creepy little ghost girl what she thinks. Then we cut outside and the cops notice that there's smoke coming from the house, but no, it's actually gas. The house fucking explodes and they make it very clear that the front door gets blown off its hinges. And then Flora manages to walk out unscathed. Then, for some reason, there's an even larger explosion that comes next that just devastates the house and sets the whole thing on fire. Like It was Priscilla pulling the trigger. No, I know why it happened, but I'm saying if the house is full of gas, you can't have like a gas explosion and then one minute later, another gas explosion. Oh, okay. Like, I don't think I care. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm just... The reason... I, it may, cause, do you remember when the house in Greenwood exploded? Uh, you mean, the, yeah, the house on the south side, yeah. Yeah, so I heard that explode from Greenfield. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like a house that's literally that full of gas, if it exploded, would just, there'd be nothing left but toothpicks. There wasn't. Yeah. But I'm saying this house just kind of caught lightly on fire. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I was just trying to make fun of the show, and you're not having it. <laughs> so, whatever. I had personal experience on the issue, and it's just all going down in flames. Uh, that's fine. Like the house did Reasonable not. people can disagree. But about happens. how much they care about the explosion. <laughs> I, when people blink when they shoot guns, I don't give a shit. Ah, I don't care. Big bugaboo with me. Uh, so Flora sees her mom and Priscilla standing in the woods. Um, also, why do all the other ghosts bear obvious signs of their trauma? And Flora uh, just got That's shot. That's what I'm fucking saying. Lee just got I shot through the last... chest and set on fire. And she still looks like she's she stepped fine. out of a Sears catalog. Priscilla looks like like an asshole. And yeah. Lee's fine. Yeah. Lee. Lee yeah. She's wearing the Kathy Lee The butcher killed her children by slitting their throats, but they're cool. They're fine. Yeah. The hunter's face is gone. (laughs) Yeah. The chins are now spider Spider people. people. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. (sighs) Uh, And then... To be fair, we did not see them die. True. Then Lee and Priscilla enter the woods and hold hands, and Flora leaves with the cop car, and then we pull out to see just scores and scores of colonists descending upon the burning house. And presumably the police and reporters under the blood moon. And we end with the Roanoke card. Uh, it's no longer my Roanoke nightmare. It's no longer three days in hell. It's no longer ghost chasers. It's just Roanoke. Can I can I submit again the theory that Ryan Murphy will have a opening credit sequence on the DVDs or Blu-rays? It would be nice. Is that, is that what you want? I mean, probably not because I, I, I have yet to own a 
American Horror Story DVD set or Blu-ray. Would so, you buy it to watch it? No, I just watch it on YouTube. This is why I miss fam- or Blockbuster family video being around yeah, us. Yeah, I could just... Because I, I... I take a three ninety nine poke at it, sure. Yeah, it wouldn't even cost that much. I legitimately like renting movies. Yeah. And the library's selection is too limited. And that's the thing, like, you can still rent... Everyone's like, uh, I don't want to be like, oh, you know, there's on demand. Yes, you can... But I would like to be able to rent the entire, like, Blu-ray. I, I want to be able to, for 24 hours, check out the special features, mm-hmm. check out the commentaries. Mm-hmm. Like, I that's yeah, where they no, need to go with this on-demand no, shit. Yeah, there's no service out there where you can get the experience of all the special features. And there's no reason you can't Without nowadays. buying the actual physical media. It's just us as consumers decided that we're just not, I mean, I don't know. I can't fucking understand why I can't get a, a, a commentary track when i'm renting something on demand for real i love commentary yeah that's one thing i miss about physical media uh any other lost lost minute thoughts lost minute thoughts my lady before we move on into the feedback i'm just gonna i don't know what accent that was that was interesting yeah no i don't have anything uh all right cody s is first on the block said i just want to write in and say i haven't watched a single episode of this show this season but i've enjoyed your recaps oh this is an interesting email that i found amusing the reason is, while I like the idea of AHS to show it is total shit, and as much as everyone complains about how shit it is, they still watch it. I tried watching the first episode <laughs> of the first season in the premiere, but I couldn't get into it, and I tried to watch the end of the episode. Same for the first episode of the second season. The most I've ever watched of American Horror Story was season five. Or should I say hate-watched, because the only reason I watched it was because someone I was friends with at the time made me watch it when we hung out at his apartment on Thursdays, I want to say. I just wanted to... Yeah, no, no, stay with it. Stay with it. I just wanted to play Call of Duty Advanced Warfare or something, but he wouldn't allow it, and he wouldn't allow me to talk during it or really anything. This isn't a... This is just a... This is a uh, My Roanoke Nightmare it's, situation. Ditch this guy as a friend. Yeah, man. Um, Go play Call of Duty by yourself. There's plenty of people online that are like-minded. I tried to like it, but every second was awful besides the rare, interesting, twisty the clown scene. The acting was all horrible. The characters were all unlikable. Wait a the minute. The dialogue all unreal and stilted, and the episodes were so stretched. The slow pace was torture. The only season he's watched is Freak Show? Mm-hmm. Wow. The friend didn't even Poor let choice. me watch the finale. He left the room to hang out with his pot-smoking roommates he was trying to impress. But I, parenthetically, an anti-drug person... Did just get closure on the awful show and 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 wasted a huge chunk of my life. I remember the first episode that introduced Dandy. I guessed he would kill all the freaks, but I never thought it would be the actual finale. I was simply astounded. I thought it would happen way before, and then the freaks got some sort of weak-ass revenge on him. Yawn, what a shit show. I'm no longer friends with the guy, and safe to say I haven't watched an episode okay, since. Good. Can we just... Good job for breaking free of this abusive relationship, man. It's clearly That's not some bullshit. working for you, buddy. Um... Anyway, that's my AHS experience I wanted to share. I do wish the show was as good as there are some horror TV shows I've enjoyed. And now that Supernatural and Sleepy Hollow have become crap. Uh, unfortunately, I have standards. I'm very particular about my horror. I like. But again, I enjoyed your recaps. So there you go. Uh, always with Bald Move, the option not to watch a show, just <laughs> listen to the recaps. <laughs> I, I haven't watched Walking Dead in seasons, many seasons, but I still listen every week of your recap. That's because you're, you're still trying to win the Superfan Award. Fuck you. I've already got a ring. Say, who else can say that? <laughs> no, who else? Who wants it? <laughs> yeah. It's too much pressure. She'll fight you. Yeah, to show up. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm offering it. I'm oh, offering really? it. Okay. <laughs> the mantle. Um, it's ready to be passed. Just throw the ring over your shoulder. 
like you know wedding style you know can you like edit in that style. ring throwing sound now <laughs> yeah, here it goes uh brent J. seriously guys this is probably the worst finale in the series it only gave me one real laugh the magic uber driver managed to get flora from la oh to yes there's no other explanation she's not from la that's the explanation yeah the grandmothers are are in the carolinas so but she did yeah, have to the, take an uber drive she lee, did have to take an uber lee and mason is established they've always lived in this area their that's families the reason, from there yeah it's the reason they move there shelby's the white girl in the leggings from la yes um but no, how did Flora like? Did Uber driver just pick up this twelve-year-old girl and be like, "All right, if they had, you got an if Uber they had app. thrown a scene of that guy driving her to this house, wouldn't that have been awesome? Right? He's just sitting there with this dumb look on his face, and she's in the bat. That'd that would have so been. S- I mean, I would have bought that. I would have not have rolled my eyes. I mean, Plus maybe, this, but I would have laughed out loud. Who cares? This episode is so eye rolling anyway, and and tongue in cheek and funny. That would have been the I like. I feel like that's an unforced error by Murphy. No one would have disliked that. No, just lean I just like the fact that a little girl is just out in the woods watching yeah. people get murdered and yeah. and traipsing around with another little ghost girl. Like I haven't seen worse parenting since Walking Dead season two. <laughs> uh, Jack S. Uh, cue the worst episode of the season. Very little content in this this week, but the whole thing still seemed incredibly rushed. Once again, the show pretends as if this Roanoke Nightmare TV show was God's gift to TV, and really wasn't all that great i thought the season two three days in hell had a prelude prelude saying that it was unreleased so then how did it get on tv with no producers or staff left to produce it did police collect the videotapes and make it into a tv show it'd be funny if three days in hell was actually a cop special yeah (laughs) what you gonna do when they come for you uh also lee got away with everything when going to court then we have lana lana banana (laughs) winter's return for what again i don't really know Pope turns up and gets shot. That's one less loose end tied up, I suppose. Then we're returning to the house with a beardly girl and some other bloke who are killed quickly. Lee is then there and blows up the house with gas, which would have taken hours to fill up. And still, no bloody intro. Lots of lots of angry people this week, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate from Tallahassee says, Hey, Hubbards. Uh, why was Evan Peters' ghost characters ever needed for anything? Was it just a way to bring e- Evan Peters back and they had no plot and the real ghost didn't do anything? Yes, Nate. What, you want Evan Peters not to come back to American Horror Story? Yeah. That's, that's un-American horror story <laughs> for you to suggest such a thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sarah Paulson was the only great actress for me this season other than Angela Tough SOB Bassett. Thanks for the good podcast on a mediocre season. Aaron, don't forget Cecily wants more Uggs and pumpkin spice lattes for Christmas. Got it down. <laughs> um, Dan from Oxford. Murphy has managed to disappoint watchers not once, but twice this season. After offering a glimpse <laughs> of something new and interesting in both episodes one and six, Ionis has thought he may have taken fan criticisms on board and opt to write a simple story-driven horror-centric season with 20-plus cast and too many story threads to tie up. But no, this season has been a mess with very little substance. The finale is almost unrecognizable in tone compared to episode one, and it seems like Murphy didn't have a clear idea of the season as a whole. He threw themes, ideas, and characters out there and worked out which ones to pursue as the season went on. Yes, this is this is American Horror Story. A few points on episode one. Why was the ground breathing? Why did it rain teeth? How come the reenactment butcher nonchalantly wandered off into the woods after being hit by Shelby's car? A little out of character, to say the least. Uh, I think those things are just another one of the Hollywood magic magic projection things. 
Yeah, to light it on thick just to make it extra. Exactly, because you see the real life, the real life uh, reference to the teeth and the Polks making a teeth necklace. Yeah, like they somehow it, protected them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a Reddit user, it's frustrating to watch fans offer compelling theories on why characters are being irrational or explain away inconsistencies <laughs> in the plot holes, only to find there's no clever reasoning behind any of them other than Ryan's Murphy's piss poor writing. The three part format of this series was ambitious, but ultimately didn't pay off because the return to Roanoke section wasn't gritty or realistic. It was just littered with unbelievable characters and bad writing, just like episodes one through five, not to mention Paulson's awful British accent. Episode 6 onwards really needed some dark, Black Mirror-esque realism and a genuinely shocking twist. Wasn't it the... I mean, like, maybe it didn't work, but, like, I found the preceding two episodes, like, episodes 7, 8, and 9 to be... Well, I guess it's 8 and 9, to be almost unwatchably dark and depressing and not fun. Yeah, I liked the first half and middle of the season. I did not mind it at all. I think I liked the middle. There was, like, a three-episode stretch there where they really were knocking it out of the park... Uh, yeah. Scary. Similarly to AHS Hotel, it felt like Murphy created characters purely to lift his largest cast rather than to progress the story. No doubt he'll do the same thing next season with the addition of Adina Porter, Cuba Gooding Jr., next and season. Andre Holland. Murphy hasn't written a compelling or relatable character since AHS Asylum, and I don't think I'll bother sticking around for season seven. Aaron, please watch Asylum and do a cast on it. We shall, we shall see. There's a lot of time Agreed. between now and next that, I, that is my favorite season, and I really want you to watch that. Well, it'll probably happen. Because You've I only have got to, two I have to seasons to watch. It's going to be insistent. super easy. I know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not unwilling, but you're like, today, you're like, we should go home and watch Asylum. I'm like, oh, Jesus, no. I just got done with the American Horror Story. So well, I need, like I need you a said, I two. can be persistent. <laughs> and persuasive. Nate P., was anyone else thinking that Murphy was going to go down the route of anyone who watched a show will also be murdered by the butcher as soon as these YouTube videos came out? That just is Im- a Black Mirror plot. Just imagine the popularity of the TV show creates a Bloody Mary style killing spree with blood moons just popping up all over the world. Good point because the, there's nothing special about the blood moon over Roanoke. Like yes, there it, is. It, that's that could... the ground breathes. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the remake, not in the original. Like. Yeah, like it would have been funny if that. I like, like for our podcast to be as consistent as a Ryan Murphy series. <laughs> it would <laughs> Just have been constantly contradicting ourselves. It would have been funny if my reaction when Lee Harris is wronged, girl, was at the end of it. Like the butcher just came out and chopped her head off. Right, just in our YouTube video sure. in, in London, <laughs> <laughs> Sydney, Melbourne, somewhere, South Africa. Who Where's knows? Paley Fest at? Uh, is that one of those moon. southern ones? I think it's in the moon. The moon? I think actually Paley Fest, that's New York, isn't it? I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. I thought it was New York. All right. Um, <laughs> For the up to the minute news of geographical locations, of, please of subscribe fan to Bald Moon. That we probably won't ever go to. <laughs> um, or festivals that we won't ever go to. Uh, w- also, we can point out that Murphy introduced many, too many plot elements to count and didn't seem to adequately use most of them. At least they remembered to blow up the house at the end, unlike what they should have done at the hotel. Yeah, the see, definitive with, closure was nice. Right, with this season, well, <laughs> that's where you're wrong. <laughs> the definitive closure does not exist because Ryan Murphy says that this is the introduction to a future season, this ending. Um, this season was nice and concise in that it only had 10 episodes. Yes. But I I think it suffered from lack of storytelling, where in all the other seasons, Ryan Murphy has too much like he throws so much in there mm. that he can't even wrap it up and 
have any ends I, to I most of the threads he opens. I appreciate he didn't do the 13-episode season. I kind of think this would have been better as an eight. Like, there, there is like if you took two episodes worth of fat, you're starting to get to something that people would, like, sit up and be like, okay, all right, this is scary – it's it's got some it's got some camp the like you know reset some of the tension and mm-hmm. re- start rebuilding it, but it's still somehow too long and too bloated even at ten episodes. Not somehow. I mean, it's 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 very easy to see how they got to where they're at. But... Bloated. Yeah. How so? I just thought that there's a couple of episodes where nothing really happened that was interesting. Like in the first five, there was at it, least well... one solid episode that was crap. In the middle section, there well, the middle section was tight. And this last like four episode stretch, like that torture porn could have been completely condensed into one episode, I think. Yes. Um. So yeah, that's why I'm th- talking about flab and and blubber. Uh, Nate P needs some closure about the Uber driver. <laughs> I mean, let having Flora be picked up by him would have been perfect. It would have been so good have her dropped off and picked up by him. Or because he just, you know, stopped asking questions about who he dropped off here a long time ago. <laughs> or if he picked her up from the house at the end. That'd yes. be funny, too. Uh, Did her car escape, I wonder? I think so. I think we saw them going down the lane, implying that she'd get out. Right. But then when they zoom out, they're already taking over the whole road. I guess. Tw- yeah. But I think it's implied that she got out. I to think be honest. so, too. Um,. I don't know why people are surprised at this point when AHS doesn't have a good finale, considering they've been genuinely underwhelming since at least season three. Hello, finally, thank you. Finally, as someone who frequents London a lot and is British, that was every accent but London. That was the true British horror story. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm glad. You know, that's the thing. Like, I'm kind of glad that I'm mostly insensitive to to accents because right, i hear that like, a lot like you know people from south america and central america saying they can't enjoy narcos because those guys just have a shitty colombian accent i'm like man that's sh- nice to not have to worry about that I mean, sure but if you were watching like uh um an asian horror and they're trying to do a southern accent you would know instantly if it's good or bad oh yeah sure no totally um and I don't think Audrey's was bad. Feedbackers, one today, said her accent was bad. But the YouTubers was, like, noticeably really terrible. Sure. Uh, Kate from Melbourne. Uh, holy shit. What was the point? I was waiting for the other shoe to Thank drop you. the whole entire time, waiting for the moment to show within a show, within a show, within a show, to start making sense and have some meaning. What were the writers trying to tell me? Is it a post-colonial commentary about stealing land? Is it a commentary about modern media and obsession with reality TV at any cost? Which thread am I meant to identify with the most? Lee's desperation, Flora's despondency, the creepy Polk's grief, the public obsession with the house. Uh, I wanted to punch them all in the face for being so stupid. How much more confirmation do these people need to, uh, to tell them that Roanoke House is haunted? Sarah Paulson's cameo as Lana Winters felt anticlimactic, especially considering the teaser for this week that was released last week. It was short-lived and felt a bit forced, to be honest, although congratulations for Paulson for actually surviving the season as Lana. I seriously can't believe that this was the season. To me, it felt like nothing really happened. There were some interesting revelations, like Matt fucking the Woods Witch, but that thread was just left dangling, and obviously now we'll never know how and why that all went down. Right. The last time we saw the Woods Witch, she was screaming about Matt having left her in the cellar, the Lady Gaga Wood Witch. Right. 
When it just became the normal AHS in the end, for me, it felt so anticlimactic. Was it really the big twist that I've been waiting for? To be honest, I'm underwhelmed and disappointed. I'd put up with torture porn, believing that there'd actually be a big, interesting turn of events at the end, and I feel like the payoff wasn't that great. Agreed. Josh F. Enjoyed the episode for what it was, although it seemed really short and kind of anticlimactic to me. I didn't see what Ryan Murphy had been talking about, the finale setting up the future seasons, unless it was really veiled hints in the background. So Kate P. sent in an, in, an article from PopSugar.com, and they are of the opinion that, do you remember early in the season, in like the third episode, it was established that Lee had another daughter? No. That she gave up for a dot or so that she lost somehow uh that oh it, i thought she was saying that she died yeah she died yeah yeah yeah. Did she that, that she had lost and that that flora wasn't her first they are making an argument that there is going to be a story going forward with this little girl i think emma is mm-hmm. her name and flora like that like another ghost girl type relationship okay or something like there's something horrific about because clearly lee was disturbed so Right. And that never made it onto the cracked episode. You'd think that would, you know, instead of just going right yeah, to like Lee's greatest would... joy when Flora was born, like you'd you touch on the tragedy of her first child. Right. Uh especially since it's public record and all that. But yeah, I Which is why I don't think it's going to happen because Ryan Murphy would have remembered to incorporate that if he was going to use it. Yeah, and that's the thing like I so what do you think is the hook if you don't think it's Emma or whatever the other the girl's name was? The what hook? do you think is the hook going forward? The Woods Witch. The Woods Witch? But there was nothing in this episode about that in particular. I think she's going to be the next, or the first Supreme, and they're going to tell that story. I did like to touch that the Scare Chasers, or whatever their name was, the Fright Chasers, they said that I haven't been this freaked out since Spirit that time. Spirit Chasers. Since that time in the asylum. So are they the, the, the camera crew from the asylum? Nope, they must have just gone back to visit, because when Asylum starts... It's modern day, abandoned, um, all overgrown. So they probably just went back to that area and explored it too. Mm. It was just a fun callback. All but right. no, we haven't seen these kids before. Uh, go ahead. Gabe in California says, I'm probably one of the few that thought this is the best season so far, but I have to say the season finale was corny as fuck. Let's, let me unpack this. To me... I, I always ask myself, like, what is the best season? And I still think that for me, um, the Coven season was the best and the the most in the blend of what I think American Horror Story. And then I think Freak Show is the clear least favorite. And I'm honestly kind of juggling where I think Hotel. I think Roanoke was better than Hotel because at least it was scary. Do we want to talk about Hotel. how we rate the seasons at the end or are we doing it now? Let's do it now because like we, okay. Um, so so I, again, not having seen the two widely held as best seasons, I think it goes Coven number one, um, and then Freak Show is dead last. And I think I think I guess I would put Roanoke above Hotel just because it was genuinely scary. Even though I thought the characters, even though they were campy and dumb, they were more interesting in the Hotel season, right? I I would say like like for Russell Liz Taylor was fucking incredible. Yeah, um, I would say Asylum is my favorite, and this is just in order of my favorites and the mm-hmm. things that worked for me, not in what I think were technically best in right. storytelling. What and does all that, that even mean with a show like this? Um, Asylum, Coven, 
Hotel, Roanoke. What am I missing? Murder House. Murder House Freak Show. So Murder House is towards the bottom for you, huh? You know what? I think I really started to invest in the show. Every time you say, you know what, I think you're about to say, fuck you. You know what? Fuck you. That's that's exactly the same expression you do when you follow. It's like, you know what? (laughs) You know what? Fuck you. Again, by my personal choice, these are the ones I like most. I think I really started to invest in the show in season three when it became it became more of a show about adult relationships. Mm-hmm. The first two seasons were... F- no, that's wrong. The first season is what I mean. The first season is focused primarily as like a a teenage love story. And I could do without ever seeing one of those ever again. Young adult. Blah. Yeah. YA. Too much young. I mean, I think young adult you need a little bit, but there's there's too much young adult nowadays. Too yeah. much young adult for so, my taste. Yeah. I think I messed up my order of... So where'd you put Murder House? I think that's the only one that you're... No, it's at the bottom. Okay. I think I think I put Coven higher than I meant for it to be. Oh. What would you put... How would you adjust right. that then? Man, that's tough. All right. So Asylum, Hotel, Coven, Roanoke, Roanoke Murder, Murder House, House, Freak Show. All right. That's what I mean. I think... Most people, and the, the thing is, like, even in Freak Show, the legit freaks were fascinating, and 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 getting the behind the scenes information on them was amazing. And I really liked the musical numbers. Yeah, I think I could benefit from another watch of Coven, but I mostly wrote that off as being a bad season because of the teenage love triangle. Even like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, the love triangle. I don't think Taisa Farmiga is a particularly strong actress. You know, she does the same Kristen Kristen Stewart thing where it's just like a dead, flat yeah, affect. I like Kathy like, Bates' undead Southern Belle. Right, which is holder. what I'm saying. I like, I could probably benefit from, you know, appreciating Angela Bassett more and yeah. Jessica Lange while she's still there. And that's the thing. Like, every season of American Horror Story that I've seen has something that I'm glad I saw it for. Yeah. You know, there's not been a se- like a whole season where I'm just like, this was a fucking waste of time from top to bottom. Yeah. And, you know, I think I dislike murder house the most because the um unbelievable teenage forever romance that idea needs to die in a fire mm-hmm. um but also the really unbelievable adult relationship between the protagonist man and woman well protagonist is a strong mm-hmm. word but you know the the woman who's so strong and independent but stays with the man who cheats on her repeatedly and it yeah it was gross and I thought she was better than that. Right. That's it. Uh, Gabe continues. Um, we A lot of the stuff we talked about, what was with, up with the fake-looking news broadcast, why did cops show up to the house when the corny, cheesy ghost hunters were being killed, why, yes. after police got shot up with arrows, did they still think Lee was holding her daughter hostage and now dead? That's true. That's a good point. Did they really think that Lee shot a... A rain s- of arrows? Volleys of either one at a time or a volley and killed several police officers and camera guys. And- yeah, especially the same police force that's in on it. That knows what's going on, knows that you right. look right up and it's a blood moon. Like Right. Yeah. You know, it's like they had some arrow analysis guy. We think she's almost out of arrows. Yeah, she's armed with a bow but no arrows. I, I don't. That that's that's a really good point there, Gabe. 
Um, is it also just me or does the actress who plays Lee always sound like she has a stuffy nose? Me. I, one thing I noticed about what's her name? Adele, Adina Porter. Adina Porter is her jaw is asymmetrical. Yeah. And I wonder if she had like some kind of like, uh, like she's because it's like, like if she like she took a she she t- if she get took a blow to the face at some point and had to have re- facial reconstructive surgery right like what, a, what like a like, car crash or something like that yeah that set like her I, well, off. I I admit I'm because I I didn't want to make it seem like she looked like a monster but like something like you know like Mark Hamill like noticeably different looking from Star Wars to Empire Strikes Back because yeah. he did he had a massive car accident Hashtag not my Luke yeah <laughs> but I I do feel like that um. You know, whoever if if that's a possibility that you know maybe there's some some kind of dance because yeah she does she's got a, a weird kind of off centered jaw and uh, she is kind of nasally and I then I, I just wonder if there is an explanation beyond genetics for that <laughs> and I feel like I'm 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 really walking a tightrope you really are really razor walking thin. a tightrope yeah so uh, you know my my thing is I just got hit by the ugly stick it's all genetics. Uh, oh, no, and, you didn't. and my nasally vocal fry voice is is, is all natural, <laughs> not not trauma based. You've got a face for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I do. Clay from California. So just curious. This is my first season of American Horror Story. Well, welcome aboard. And I really dug it. So here's the thing. I will say right straight up, Clay. It's no coincidence that Turn the first back. season <laughs> that I watched was also my favorite. Like, because there is really nothing like this on television. Uh-huh. Uh, he says, I'm not a horror fan, but I found myself enjoying the vibe of the show throughout the season. Any recommendations on which season to go to from here? I tried watching the first episode of Hotel, and I checked that after the guy from the New Girl got the screwdriver dildo up his b-hole. Also, the joy of seeing Cricket walk... Okay, so let's let's take that first. Um, It seems like, from you and I, our consensus would either be Asylum or Coven. Yes, Asylum. Even though there is some slight slight the very slightest torture porn because there is mm-hmm. a nazi doctor involved mm-hmm. Wink. um asylum you can't have a nazi doctor that torture porn right uh so we, we, we already read our list of how we or- yeah, rank yeah. the so, season so, so, one so just of those go, two, go back to that. i will say that like then depending on whether you like camp, like so watch those two and then depending on whether you like more camp um, right, season one is all about ghosts. Season two is about aliens and Nazi doctors. Season three is about witches. Season four, yeah, the, the, is that the, right? Season four, no, three is about witches. That's four what is I said. About freaks. Th- four is about freaks. Five, five is about, about well, you, but you know, what five's like, about it's like a ghost trapped forever. Vampires, and, and really. also that, season that six is I, about. I, I'm going to spoil something for you. That drill bit demon doesn't ever really pay off. No, so it does, like that's the worst that it it gets. If you're worried about forcible beehole trauma, um, it's pretty smooth sailing. Yeah, if you made point. it past that, then that's the worst you'll see, really. And that season is like again, like it's the fucking Liz. Taylor, did I say fair before? No. Okay, Liz can Taylor I, is amazing. That- I thought Gaga is amazing. I thought Kathy Bates was really good in that season. Yeah. The Ryan oh. Murphy said that the Angela Bassett. Oh my God. The drill b hole scene was the most fucked up thing he's ever done on American Horror Story. Okay. Agree or disagree? I mean, forcibly raping someone with a with a with a drill bit. Pretty, pretty. Hard. I mean, I don't this know. Same, like, this same person also described what's his name, Jether. The, I forget the actor's name. Jether, the guy who gives uh, Lee s- snorts some powder with her and almost, you know, has sex with her. Oh yes, that yes. guy. 
described him as the most fucked up character he's ever done in American Horror Story. So use that as a metric. I mean, the thing is, is like it's it starts to get like very subjective. What's the most fucked up thing you've ever seen? What's Absolutely. The most fucked up Absolutely. Obviously, he thinks that getting drilled up the bee hole is the worst thing, the most fucked up thing that yeah. you could see in the first episode. Sure. But I it mean, doesn't get worse than that. I guess yeah. I would rather be drilled up to bee hole than have my guts torn out and burnt before my eyes or be impaled with the two by four through my bee hole up through my shoulder blade. Like oh, those... it's a Saturday night for me <laughs> <laughs> tonight, a few hours. Let's get out of here. Uh, Clay says also the joy of seeing cricket walking up the driveway at the beginning of spirit chasers was one of those magic moments of television. Totally agreed. Much like the moon landing or the last episode of MASH, 20 years from now, people will still ask each other, where were you when Cricket came back to the Roanoke house? Glad to be part of television history with you. Well, thank you, Clay. It's very kind. And hopefully we'll all be back next season. Hopefully. Susan A., something you might find odd or amusing or totally Ryan... What? Oh, I was doing the American Horror Story theme music while you were talking. Oh, because I could see your mouth moving, but I was so loud. I'm like, what is happening? Do you ever listen to these podcasts? Oh, yeah. Okay, I do that a lot. Uh, I'll slip some some hidden tracks in there. Yeah, Jim does the same thing where like he because oh, I'm, yeah, I'm focused gold. on making my point, I miss a lot of the shit that he's saying to make fun of me or the situation and and it's super fun to hear because like I'm hearing it for the first time. Uh anyway, uh here's something that you might find amusing odd or totally Ryan Murphy. I tried listening to another unnamed AHS podcast a couple weeks ago. Parenthetically, I know. I'm sorry. How dare you? Boo. Why well, never? <laughs> it took itself and AHS way too seriously. They acted as if Murphy was weaving deep themes into his show, specifically in regard to Dominic and the Black Lives Matter movement. Examples they cited before I had to turn it off. Dominic in the confessional telling everyone that he as a black man would be playing the villain. Uh, he's the only one wearing a body camera. And the kicker, when Dominic dies, Audrey and Lee accuse him of killing Shelby, a white woman, when he's pleading with them, saying things like, just go to the tapes, the tapes will prove I'm innocent, they're quick to judge and sentence him to death anyway. At first I thought these dudes were smoking crack. Do you really think that Murphy would put that much thought and depth into the show? Look, I love American Horror Story, but it's no Mr. Robot or Westworld. I wouldn't really even call it a thinking man show. And that's okay, it doesn't have to be. But then I recently saw several Reddit posts with the same reaction, especially after Audrey got shot and killed by police. Um, well, sure, but here's where you have to go with it. Is that the logical conclusion, if that's what Ryan Murphy is doing, is that the black woman is actually guilty and is pulling one over on all of us Here's and has thing. to pay for her crimes at the end. Like, I think that Ryan Murphy may have some intentions to have some deeper themes and meanings, but I don't actually think that he's well-versed in making it happen. But... This is the same man that made the American crime story about OJ that had a lot of not just insightful things about racial tensions in America, but like what it's like to be a woman in a traditionally male-dominated yes, field and like that's, you're not allowed to be sexual. And That story was written for him. These are actual things that actually happened. Yeah. Like it opened this whole race conversation in America. Yes, th- it was already there. True. Martha, or what's he her just name? Captured Mar- it. Marcia Clark actually got pictures of her topless printed in a, in a tabloid. Right. Well, she's a very professional... A prosecutor right and it somehow it wasn't like who's the creepy ex-husband that sent these videos it was like oh she's a whore yes exactly yeah so i feel like murphy's heart's in the right place and he could very well be in, in hinting to all this but american horror story whether that's the right vehicle for it and, or whether he's doing it particularly well 
I don't know. Yeah, and if that's the conclusion you're making, if that helps you open your eyes to some of the things that are going on, then fine, more power to you, but... But I got to think that this podcast at this week is probably really, really outraged because none of that shit paid off that they were kind of like, you know, when you're trying to describe these deeper motives and deeper themes and meanings and character developments that Ryan Murphy himself isn't thinking about. um, It's a good it's it's a recipe for fans to feel ripped off for no real good reason. Like if you don't like American Horror Story, then, you know, stop watching the show. You don't have to. But if you like American Horror Story and get it into your head that's a better show than it really is and then start saying, oh, wait until Murphy reveals his grand plot, well, then you're really going to be bummed. Right. And like in a, like a more hateful, destructive way. Right, so, right. I said that in episode two. <laughs> just, just, just don't take it so, so seriously, everybody. Uh, and then she says... <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to a podcast that I'm the co-star on, then switch off. <laughs> uh, your brain, that is. And then she's, Please listen. Susan says, P.S. I need I- you. <laughs> Point a finger at you. <laughs> Susan says, P.S. I grew up in Ohio and I'm a huge Ohio State fan. Wondering if you root for my beloved Buckeyes as well. Unfortunately not. I'm from Indiana and I'm, if anything, uh, not a a Indiana Hoosier fan. fan. Uh, well, I mean, football or bat, Yeah. Uh, either way, I, if I had to be anything, it'd be Indiana. Indiana, IU, basketball especially. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything against you. I'm not like a Michigan State or Michigan fan, so there's that. Yeah. Mr. Sinister, I've come to realize that I hate watching this show, and I have been for a few seasons. Freak Show and Hotel. He actually said they had a funny typo. It's Freak Sow. Freak Sow and Hotel held my... Freak Sow! Held my interest for a bit, but they ended up shitting the bed before they were over, and Roanoke was a complete dumpster fire. I don't know. Perhaps it's because the format of the seasons based around programming that I loathe. Uh, I wouldn't mind it if Cecily worked her magic on this series like she has on a few others calling on your reputation for undertaker alas it's already been renewed for next season i feel like i was just bemoaning that this morning like <laughs> this is the one thing i can't kill we're stuck <laughs> and ryan murphy's like now two seasons a year and just, and that's going to be and that's <laughs> going to be season eight the like the fact that our podcasting is sustaining the dark power that keeps american horror story <laughs> lurching forward yeah please mourn for me i am the ghost that is tied to this podcast how and did cannot penny dreadful, leave. how did penny dreadful get canceled american horror story continues plowing a, you know what penny penny dreadful if Penny Dreadful premiered in October, this shit wouldn't happen. Yeah, it need it was it needs to be in spooktacular season because apparently you can put any old stupid shit, Walking Dead, American Horror Story, and reap giant profits, but you can't do that in the springtime. It just doesn't happen. Uh, let's see, Fracken Tea. Uh, I thought this was a pretty good season overall. All right, Fracken, finally got finally got a person willing to, to chug the Kool-Aid and put the rose-colored glasses on. There we on. go. I'm struck by how much of a departure it was. There was never any opening credits. There was never any real side stories or extra character threads. There was a lot less camp. There were no pink cupcake scenes, no Liz Taylor, <sighs> no yes, Kathy Bates, severed head being forced to watch Roots. <laughs> That's so good. Instead, we got classic American ghost story slasher flicks with the entire tropey plot line. People are in a scary place. They don't leave when shit gets scarier. Someone gets killed, but everyone still stays. Massacre, rinse, repeat. I'm amazed at how good it turned out to be and that they were able to use the found footage format and somehow make it seem like the show was less self-aware and self-referential than it has been in the past. It's also true that I'm engaging with AHS less this season than I have in the past. I listen to the podcast and have occasionally commented here 
but I don't have the buy-in this year that I did with Asylum or Hotel or even Freak Show. Mm-hmm. Overall, I say this is a pretty good six or seven hour horror movie, and I would definitely rewatch it. But as a season of AHS, I rank it near the bottom. I like the camp and the fun and the god-awful plot, plot twists that lead to huge and ridiculous shocking moments, and all that fun was missed this year. I mean, I'd argue they tried to cram a lot into this last hour, but probably too little too late if you're a big camp fan. And there was some campy... Like, I thought some of the, the actor portrayals were pretty tropey and fun in the middle going, too. But oh, yeah, definitely. Hard to argue. Uh, Fracken's got his head screwed on straight. <laughs> uh, Wondered Object. I believe this is the last email of the season. The whole uh, season? Yeah, we got... We got an unusual. I mean, we got a large amount of feedback. I actually had to make some cuts this week. I had to actually work as an editor. We had an appropriate finale amount, right? Yeah, no. I'm, I'm like, I'm honestly, this show, like, doubled, almost tripled its audience from last year. Really? So, like, we finally got noticed. I guess they like me. They, they like, really, they really like, like me. Yeah, but we've, 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 we've built this up into a respectable undertaking. Cool. Cool. How do you cool, feel cool. about that? I mean, we're like house. We're like knocking on House of Cards uh, door as far as bald new popularity. Mm-hmm. Uh, wondered object after sitting setting the bar pretty low. I gotta say, this season was fun. Sure, there was a bunch of problems, but I think the pros far outweighed the cons. I really enjoyed the direction they took, the reality show angle. It was different and it worked, in my opinion, at least. I don't really watch reality shows. It got a little too much POV towards the end, especially the penultimate episode, but still was watchable. The scares were great, and the real ghosts were pretty damn creepy. Um, I'm wondering if that's one of the reasons, because, like, I'm aware of reality shows, but I don't watch a lot of it. So, like, if I was in a position where I was forced to watch, like, you know, like, say you were a really big reality fan and I had to watch several hours of that a week, maybe it would be bigger, more of a chore. But I just kind of like the sly nods to it myself. Yeah. I don't have a single problem with the the way they staged the conceit of this this this, this season. That being said, Wondered says, uh, the actual ending is a bit of a disappointment. Flora and Lee were just not that interesting, so to them, to end it all with them was a bit of a meh. Overall, I'd give the season a 7.5. I'd recommend it to anyone who fell off the series. Best part was hardly any Lady Gaga. <gasps> gasp. I, I know gasp that's an, and then an actual word gasp. <laughs> I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I think she's a pretty meh actress. So I was happy to see that her role decreased significantly. Uh, yeah... But just cut this. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> also, when she told Tristan last season, when Tristan says, "Could I get shot in the head and live?" She goes, "Bitch, please. Of course you would die." Like, maybe she's not a great actor, but that was pretty amazing. And you know what else is amazing? I think she's cla- she is classically trained, so I think that she would as an actor. Be- yeah, so I think she would be a much better um, probably stage presence, and that's how she played it last season. Well, she's a definitely, I don't know she's what definitely was, an amazing performer. I don't see what was wrong with her this season. Well, I mean, she didn't really get to do anything this season. Exactly. So, like, I don't, I don't know what is, there is to critique, but what I... What he's saying? He's better because she was less, less in it. Um, anyway, the other interesting point he had to make was, man, the fan base for the season series is like no other. Everyone is always all over the place. You could ask five people to rank their two favorite seasons and you most likely wouldn't get the same answer. I've seen people trash the season as the worst season in TV history. I've also seen people claim it's the best in the series. It's so interesting to me. If you go into a season expecting breaking bad quality, you're going to have a bad time. If you just sit back and watch it for what it is, you might enjoy it. I enjoyed this with a number of complaints, but Murphy has earned my trust again, and I can't wait for next season. Yeah. I do feel like this is one of, and I wonder if that's like, we've talked about this before, like one of the joys of owning a cat 
seems to be getting with other cat owners and telling about essentially swapping asshole cat stories. Yes. Like, that's one thing. Like, you love to complain about these little beasts, these little terrors, these killing machines that live with you. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if there's a little aspect of that. Part of the fun of AHS is a community that you can always find people that like the things you like and hate the things you – and it's just really easy to build a community around people simultaneously hating and loving something. Right. And, like, since it fluctuates on a – on a week-to-week basis, it's not like you have this long stretch of cognitive dissonance where, like, I feel like I'm the only person that doesn't like where this is going. Or, you know, a lot of times, like, you like when the Mr. Robot this season, you got, like, this is an unpopular opinion, but I think this is blah, and then people downvote. Whereas American Horror, it just seems like it's always, like, a free-for-all. It's just right. a fucking mosh pit of fandom. It is. And I kind of like it. Yeah. And it... Interesting. It is. Like, it's it's... If this was on the spring, I wouldn't probably give it. But I, I'm always in the mood for American Horror Story to come back on. And they always have the teasers and the, you know, all that stuff. And it gets me pumped. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's really hard for me to say where this thing sits in its overall pantheon. But had some great scares. Um, had some really interesting visuals. And I always will blame Murphy for not having credit sequences. But... There you go. That's it. Yeah. Just stretch it because I'm not ready to say goodbye. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm ready. Totally yeah. Forums.baldmove.com if you want to have some last minute thoughts because we're not going to have another podcast for American Horror Story. Nope. I don't know when we're going to be back. There is talk of us doing something around the young Pope. The new HBO prestige drama somehow starring Jude Law as the young Pope. Okay. That seems like it should would be kind of fun to do, um, but I don't know exactly when we'll be coming back. Stay tuned to baldmove.com and on Facebook and Twitter and all the other places mm-hmm. uh, for the next A.A. Ron and Cecily project. A.A. Ron and Cecily. There you go. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Thanks for everybody rating and review us on iTunes. Thanks. Yes, it has been an incredible season. Thank you for listening. Thanks for all the feedback. Thanks for all the support with the save.baldmove.com stuff. Uh, can't thank you enough for that. And if we don't see you before the end of the new year, happy Christmas, happy new year, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, and happy birthday all to me. The Kwanzaa and, then, and the yeah. Hanukkahs and all the holidays around the solstice and Yuletide and everything. <laughs> Thanks, and happy, and merry, and all that stuff. New Year. Or you could just listen to other Bald Move podcasts. It's going all the time. Yeah, we, we this, this shit just doesn't stop at baldmove.com. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. See ya.